Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. This is a tough story. We spoke a few weeks ago to KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson. He was on assignment as we uh, first discussed this story on this program, and it has to do with a pair of missing children. It's a heartbreaking and confusing story. Uh, <clears throat> JJ and Tylee. Uh, J.J. 7, Tylee 17, uh, and their mother, Lori Valley Vallow Daybell, uh, is an interesting character. She, uh, it is suspected by authorities, is aware of the whereabouts of these two children who have not been seen or heard from since September of last year. Uh, well, Lori and her new husband, Chad, they left their home in Rexburg not long ago and uh, were unheard of for a little while. Well, they turned up in Hawaii in one of those uh, hoity-toity, expensive-type communities. And the authorities in Idaho said, hey, uh, listen, you need to get yourself back here, and you need to let us know exactly where these children are. They, uh, Lori, <clears throat> Lori Vallow Daybell was given a deadline. That deadline is today for her to make her way up to Rexburg and let the folks, uh, the, the authorities up there, know the whereabouts of her children. Garna Mejia, KSL television reporter, is on assignment in Rexburg and joins us on the line uh, now. Garna, I'm grateful to you for joining us. You know, you and I need to stop talking uh, when it's uh, surrounding such sad stories like this. Let's find a let's find a happier story to chat sometime in the future. All right? Yeah, let's do it. That sounds like a good idea. Tell me what you've learned uh, up there in Rexburg today. Well, you know, just as you're saying, it'd be nice to me under more pleasant circumstances. Um, this story could potentially have a, a good, a happy ending. Um, you know, we know that they have, and by they, I mean Lori Vallow has, until we're hearing from police, end of business today to physically bring the children to Rexburg and either present them at the police department or take them to the Department of Health and Welfare. As of right now, there doesn't seem to be any sign of Lori. Um, the police station is open. The Department of Health and Welfare is open, and there's just no sign of them. Um, we've had the opportunity to go out to Chad Daybell, her new husband's home. His family still lives there. His children are now living in his home and, you know, didn't find any sort of response there either. Um, Lori Vallow was renting a town home or owned. I'm not. I'm not really certain on that. But she was living in Rexburg. Went over there, and you know that place uh, looks empty and vacated. So there doesn't seem to be, as of right now, any sign of them. I think the next question is, you know, what happens next, and that's kind of what we're all kind of waiting to see. 
hoping, I think, along with their grandparents for some sort of a miracle to have those children show up safe and and alive, really. It's almost 2 o'clock right now. Close of business typically is about 5 o'clock. She's got about three hours to appear and deliver those children to the one of uh, the two locations you indicated. What have authorities told her or indicated will be the consequences if she fails to make that deadline? You know, and that's kind of, I would say, one of the uh, more interesting aspects of this case and of the developments for today is that we're not getting any real sort of answer or concrete direction from the police department or from the uh, Madison County Prosecutor's Office. What they have told us, and and they're just referencing uh, press statements, press releases from Monday and from yesterday is that they're grateful for the community support, grateful that people are, you know, trying to keep the children's story alive, and um, that they do have this a Child Protection Act in place, but they can't comment any further than that, other than to say that if she does not comply, Lori will be in criminal contempt, or criminal or civil contempt of court. That is all they're telling us. So we really don't know what their next move would be. And your plan is to stay there until the deadline uh, arrives. Yep, yep. We we are planning to to be here. Uh, you know, we haven't seen much as of right now, but there are still three hours. We've uh, spoken with the grandparents. We met with them at the airport yesterday, um, and by grandparents, I mean Larry and Kay Vallow Woodcock. Right. And they are now here in Rexburg. They're right now at the police station, and they're meeting with the FBI, meeting with law enforcement. They're telling us that they'll do some sort of a press conference. The grandparents will do a press conference at about 5 o'clock. KSL television reporter Garna Mejia, I'm grateful to you for your work on assignment in Rexburg, Idaho, uh, standing watch to see if this uh, mother suspected of uh, having information relating to the whereabouts of her own children uh, we'll deliver them to the authorities today. Uh, again, Garner Mejia, thank you for your time and thank you for your work. Thank you. All righty. Listen, that's a, a tough one. You hope. So we've got three hours, about three hours and five minutes from right now. Uh, that deadline will arrive. Uh, fingers are crossed. Prayers are being offered. And the hopes are uh, that this story ends well. Uh, we'll learn more uh, over the course of the next few hours. And I can assure you that we'll continue to follow it here on KSL News Radio. Uh, we've got a few minutes left in this segment before we take a break, and I want to talk to you uh, about what's happening on the floor of the United States Senate right now. Please don't don't groan, don't groan. This is interesting stuff. Uh, right now, the the Senate does stand in recess. Soon, the senators will continue the questions uh, being delivered by both sides: <clears throat> Democrats, Republicans, delivering questions via those cards. I've explained the process. You're well aware, but what you might not be so aware of is what happens next. So the parameters of this impeachment trial allow for uh, just this one final day of questioning. That'll expire later on tonight. And then tomorrow, tomorrow is when you really need to start paying attention, particularly tomorrow evening. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, tomorrow, both sides, the prosecution the House managers and the president's defense team will have an opportunity to uh, make another case and talk about the merits or, or lack thereof of 
hearing from witnesses or introducing other uh, documents or evidences, uh, and that will play out tomorrow. That'll be uh, pretty repetitive. If I'm guessing, you're going to hear a lot of the things that uh, Adam Schiff had to share uh, as the prosecution made its case last week, and you will hear on the defense team side much more uh, of the points made starting on Saturday and concluding on Tuesday as they made their case. So you're going to hear a lot more of that tomorrow during the day, and then in the evening, It is in the evening where we, uh, any number of things could happen. We will learn tomorrow evening very likely uh, if this trial be wrapped up quickly. It might be over tomorrow night or early Saturday morning or if it will draw out long into the future indefinitely. Now, remember, as we talk about this and we talk about timeline, remember that the State of the Union address is scheduled to take place next Tuesday, the 4th of February. Uh, Who knows? Is that going to happen? I don't know. It requires, I know, an invitation by the Speaker of the House. We learned a little bit about that last year, whether or not the speaker was going to extend that invitation to the president. Ultimately, she did. uh, But will she do so uh, this year in the midst of this impeachment proceeding if it, in fact, uh, carries on into next week? Who knows? Now, what determines whether or not it will conclude tomorrow or Saturday morning or if it will extend far out into the future? It's uh, really uh, a lobbying effort. And uh, there's some debate. And the senators, uh, Mitch McConnell in particular, needs to uh, secure sufficient votes to do a number of things. Number one uh, will be a vote that uh, this isn't like an official term for it, but essentially a gateway vote. A vote will be taken as to whether or not the question of witnesses will be considered. That vote will be cast towards the end of the day tomorrow. Now, if that vote uh, gets enough or rather, if that measure receives enough votes to pass, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, that witnesses will be uh, will uh, appear before the Senate. Uh, but it means that uh, the Senate is open to discussing it further. Now, <clears throat> the highest likelihood is if that vote does pass, that <laughs> then we might be seeing some witnesses. Now, on the other side uh, of things. Uh, and this was the prediction by Rick Santorum as he spoke to uh, KSL's Boyd Matheson yesterday uh, that uh, it will not go any further past uh, tomorrow, that this gateway vote uh, will be struck down. Uh, there'll be a subsequent vote to end the proceedings, acquit the president, and we can move on with life. That's also the prediction of Lindsey Graham. And if you're reading tea leaves, you can see uh, that some of the presidential candidates, the Democrats, uh, they have Saturday events scheduled. And so uh, they may be predicting an end of this whole event uh, tomorrow evening, early Saturday morning as well. So that's that. You're up to speed now on the timeline of things. Uh, If there are developments throughout the rest of the show today, I'll, of course, uh, share them with you. And we'll talk more about these question and answers tomorrow as we move into the final segment, maybe, of this impeachment trial against the president of the United States. Uh, Next up, we're talking about a bill that would recall a United States senator. Next on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.